Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Okay, we're recording. We're here in Me- Mexico <laughs> with my Scottish friend. Ha, yeah. <laughs> ah, you guys, uh, we're so excited to have my good friend Miss Ashley Ray. We've had her on the podcast before and we're in Mexico at the same time. We are. As it <laughs> happens, it always happens this way. <laughs> it does. If y'all don't know, Ashley and I met in Vegas and then we just like we're in Orange County at the same time, then we were in Nashville at the same time, and we've just literally just are always in a different place together at the same time. This is why we're friends. And I just did a podcast on nomadic living, and the irony is that you're living here now. You just moved I, um, to Mexico. I just moved to Mexico. How freaking exciting is that? So exciting. <laughs> so you want to tell us a little bit about why you ended up in Mexico? <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> much am I going to share here? Um, I, so let me say, I like to travel. I like to be in different places. I don't really enjoy being stationary in one place always at the same time, but because of the pandemic, I ended up in London for the last year or so and just was so eager to get out and so eager to be but on a beach and be in the sunshine and live the life that I talk about. Mm-hmm. And I was in a relationship for the last little while. Um, and so when that came to a close, I just knew. I was like, now is the time to make it count, to do all the things I said I was gonna do. Yeah. and booked a flight to Mexico and here I was I love it two weeks later well I was just saying on the last podcast episode that if you feel like a calling I've had so many people go I Mm want to live I want to move and I want to travel I'm like if you want to you should you definitely should and sometimes an opportunity presents itself whether it's divorce a breakup losing a job just something big that maybe is kind of shitty on the outside but then it's like well here's your opportunity to do it I know for me I was living out of a suitcase for three years I don't know if I would have had that opportunity have I not gone through divorce and then my dogs died and I was like, I don't have any reason to go home because I don't have pets anymore. Right. So although it was really sad and sucky situation, it was also like the one time in my life I'm going, I don't have anything to go back mm-hmm. to. So why not do it? And so. I, yeah. And I also feel like this was something I actually wanted to do. Like I did a post on my Facebook last October, I'm going to say, mm-hmm. or September that was like, hey, does anyone want to rent my apartment in London for a month? This is what it looks like because I felt this really strong pull to go to Bali actually at the time. I wanted to go back to Bali. I felt like I needed to, I don't know, get grounded something. I just felt a calling to go there and no one took me up on it. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, I met the guy that I was in a relationship with. So I wasn't going to go without him. And, um, yeah, and then and then kind of that unfolded, and so and the I just world knew. shut down, and Bali was shut down. Yeah, everything was like, sorry, you can't get in. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, you can't go to Bali. I'll be going to Bali. Where can I go? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Mexico was a thing, and I'd been here. I came in. I came in February um, for a couple of weeks so I could get into the to America, and um, I actually just really loved the country and loved the people, and just thought, oh, I'd like to go here. I'd like to go here. So. I had the opportunity and um, here I come. And I think that, yeah, you know, there's a big, there's a lot of people who talk about wanting to go places and they don't go. And, you know, maybe it shouldn't have got to a point where I was pushed, (laughs) but 
yeah, it happened happened the way it happened. And I'm so glad to be here because I love it so much. I know. It's cool. And okay, are you taking, I've seen flyers places for Spanish lessons. Are you trying to learn Spanish or what are you? Yes, absolutely. So when I was here in February, that was one thing I actually enjoyed. I was like, oh, I really enjoy speaking to the waiters and like learning little bits of Spanish and I, I really enjoy the language and I think when you know Spanish you can speak to so many different um, people and different nationalities so yes I am learning um, I'm gonna get a um, I'm looking at different teachers right now mm -hmm. so just to speed up the process of learning but I feel like I can do conversational Spanish with yeah you know when I'm ordering things and picking up a taxi but then they're like I'm like hey I want to go to Calle you know and I speak in Spanish and then they start talking to me as if I know Spanish and I'm like yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, you speak Spanish? And I'm like, poquito. Yeah, so <laughs> poquito. It's also different um, listening versus reading. I think I could read Spanish and read because you can see and it can kind of look like English. Right. I, I took seven years of French, so I keep, wow. I was in the store the other day and I wanted to find a suitcase. I, was, I wanted to ask yes. somebody and I kept having these French words come up and I'm like, no, 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 that's not it. And then I was scared to say it because I didn't know how to do the right accent. I was thinking I would say it in a French accent. Uh -huh. But I had a friend recently. Uh, I, well, I met someone recently, and they took a lot of French, and I told them. So then they started speaking to me in French, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You have to speak so much slower for me to get it. Like, I can understand it, but you have to go slow. So mm -hmm. it's different. You know, when you're <laughs> they think you say it, you know it, and you're like, wait, I know just a little, or you have to go really slow or do it in writing. Otherwise, I'm lost. <laughs> yes. But people here are so, they want to help you. Yeah. As long as you want to learn and you want so I'll order and say half Spanish, half English. Mm -hmm. And then they'll say, oh, you mean like, you know, whatever. And they'll say the word in Spanish and I'll say, oh, tell me that again. Mm -hmm. And then they say it and I'm like, oh, okay, I can use that next time. Yeah. So they're so, they want to help you and they, yeah, I love, I love the people here. Everyone's so nice. Yes. I think that's really cool too. I admire so much when I traveled the first time to Europe, um, I was so amazed by all the languages like you go to Germany and France and Italy and I'm going oh my gosh there's so many languages mm -hmm. to learn and even more impressed by how many people know English and know multiple languages yes and people who come to the United States or to England or to another country at all I guess but not your native language mm -hmm. and having to just be thrown into it where maybe it's not as accommodating like here a lot of people do know English so yes. it's easy for us but I can't imagine being English being your second language and going into that where no one knows how to communicate yeah. with you. Well, funnily enough, I was at the pool yesterday, my rooftop pool, and there was a bunch of German men. Mm. There was like five German guys and I knew they were German. I was listening. I could hear them and uh, they were nice. I was like, hey, are you here for, you know, we had a little chat and then they kind of like, I was doing my own thing and they, they were doing their thing and I could hear that they were one of the guys had like left his watch in Tulum, his smartwatch in Tulum, mm. and he was calling the postal service to try and get them to deliver it to him in Playa. His second language was English. Oh so he gosh. was a German oh speaking gosh. to a Mexican <laughs> yes. in English. And I was like, do you guys need help? <laughs> and they were like, Yes. So I got on the phone with the, um, and I just thought it was so funny. You know, I was like, I'm so blessed to speak English and know English. Mm -hmm. um, and so through, you know, a bit of this and a bit of that, we figured out that, you know, we figured out how to do it. Yeah. Um, and they were like, oh, thank you. And I was like, no, honestly, you guys are speak English yeah <laughs> to Spanish like it was a whole thing it's a whole it other funny. level yeah, yeah. you're he was getting stressed two non-English speaking mm -hmm. natives to try to speak English to each mm -hmm. other and like the accents are so different so hard the dialects so, the, I, could, so yeah, hard. yeah German and Spanish are quite different but definitely yeah. definitely well I know since you've been here I've just seen such an amazing just I don't know what to call like I don't want to say transformation, but maybe a transformation just in your message and what you've been talking about. And I saw you were doing a lot of posts and you were, you were uh, launching a new program, it looked like. And it was about embodiment. I saw the word embodiment in it and shift. And it's something that's an interesting word because um, we actually, I'm here doing a retreat and we were talking about this kind of towards the end of like there's a difference between like knowledge and wisdom and knowledge is kind of like you know something wisdom is like 
you know it within your body. And I feel like embodiment is really kind of like a knowingness and, and it's very hard to explain what that means, but I want to know kind of where that started coming Mm. from, from you. And like, what do you think really embodiment means and how do we become more embodied in like what we're doing? So I say, so part of my messaging and part of, part of what I say about my courses, I didn't want to sell freedom. I wanted to be free. And Mm. there is a complete difference in those two things. One of them is you're talking about something that you are not being. So embodiment is the physical representation of something. And it's if you want to sell something, so we're in the, you know, the online industry and we sell physical product or we sell coaching packages. I didn't want to be someone who spoke about this is what I sell and this Mm. is what you can get from it. I wanted to be it Mm. because I'm a big believer that when we spend time around people, we calibrate to their energy. Yeah. Like women syncing up with their menstrual cycles. <laughs> yeah. Let's take that for an example. Yeah. You're like, oh, suddenly we're all like in sync and we all have our like period at the same time, right? So it kind of came from why am I trying to sell something, trying mm. when I can be it? Mm. And I don't need to be a salesperson anymore. People can see, oh, she's living and being the thing that I want. I don't care what she's selling. I want it. Ooh. She could sell a mystery program. This program has no name. I want it. Right? Because I just want to be around that person to calibrate to who they are being. So good. So good. And so it was just this like, awakening that I had two months ago I would say um and then it went on to teaching um how to use that to manifest to get what you want and to collapse time around what you want so good I mean I have so many thoughts right now and Mm -hmm. I got chills but it makes me think of a conversation I had with my boyfriend where we were talking about like marriage and relationships and we were looking around at like who is relationship goals to us and it's funny how there'd be certain people who are like you need to get married or you should like you should put a ring on it and you look at their marriage and you're going if that's what marriage is I don't know if I want that Mm -hmm. and so he was like I want to have examples of people that are thriving. So that's what I want. Instead of saying like trying to push this, if, if someone's marriage is so great and this is just like a weird example, but if it's so good and you're looking at that going, I want that. Nobody has to tell you, you like, you need to get married. You're just like, Oh my God, what they have is what I want. Yeah. I'm going to do what they're doing. But if you have like a shitty marriage, a bad relationship, and then you're like telling this person, Hey, you guys should hook, you should lock it up. You should get married. You're kind of like, going, "Mm, I don't know, man, like you're not making it look so great. Why would I want, why would I want what you have? So I love what you're saying is like, you don't even have to sell. If you are being, if you are the example, if you're living a life that people want or, and I love that you said it it could be a mystery program. You don't even know what it is. You're just like, take my money. And I think we've probably been there in many things. I know I've, I've probably signed up for programs where I'm like, I don't even really know what this program is, but <laughs> or why I wanted yes. it, but, but I'm or gonna, who you are. But. Yeah, I, like I'm going to sign up with this person because mm. they just have something about them. In fact, my one of my masterminds um, that I joined, I didn't even really know exactly what it was about, but I just knew I wanted to be around that yes. circle and be around those people. Yeah, and I was like, these are my people. I love this story. I love this energy. Take all my money. It's ju- it's it's just everything. Mm-hmm. It's everything. And I think that in years to come, people will catch up with that. And I know that what I'm talking about and what I'm selling and what I'm sharing, like on my Instagram or in my courses and my Facebook group and my my my, uh, my free Facebook group, rather, might sound really, really weird. 
it might sound like, oh, I don't get that. Or, you know, that just, whatever. I, I know that this is the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just know it. Yeah. And I, 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 like, if you are going to be in my world as a client or as someone who is in my, you know, Facebook group, my community, you better be prepared to be what you were selling. Mm. If you're selling well-being products, you better be prepared to be well. Mm. And you cannot fake this. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah. You cannot fuck fake yeah. this shit. <laughs> you're like, fuck yeah. You cannot fake this shit. You cannot not because energy does not lie. You might be in a room with someone and talking to someone and there are people who you feel at ease with. I feel at ease with DannyJ.com. Watch my stories. I don't even know if that's still your tagline, but that's what I call you. I don't know. Either. I think she's moved on from that. But because if you don't know her in person, she is what she says she is. There are people who I meet and who I'm sure, you know, the people listening meet and you feel off. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't know why. There's just something off. You might ignore that feeling in relationships, maybe. You might ignore that feeling, but you, your body knows. And it's the same with embodiment. It's the way I see it is when someone speaks, they are either, their, their voice, their words, and their energy matches up with their actions and who they be, mm-hmm. or it doesn't. And if it doesn't, they are not in full alignment. And the more in full alignment with someone, full alignment that someone is, their thoughts match their feelings, match their actions, the more at ease you feel with that person. So when you teach people the awareness of that, how to be it, I think that is the one of the most valuable things that you can learn. Mm. And everyone will get it. They know how to do it. It's not like that what I'm saying is like not knowing. It's like you're remembering. It's like a remembering. It's not like, you know, it's a, a trick or it's just. And I think it comes from the. The I know in myself when I'm saying a word that doesn't resonate with my body, I feel mm. it. And I don't know whether it's because I trained like as an actress in Meisner and we're kind of taught to like be what we say and all that kind of stuff. But I just feel it. And as soon as I say something that doesn't resonate with me, I go, oh, and it feels off. Mm -hmm. And I have to correct myself. It doesn't feel good. So I just was like, I want to be so in alignment with what I'm teaching that it just feels so easy. I love that you said it's more of a remembering because it's not like we have to teach alignment or how to be it's you've probably been taught that you had to be someone else Mm -hmm. to be accepted you've been taught that you had to be someone else for people to like you so pretty soon you took on this different role this mask or this fake persona because you thought you needed to to be accepted to be loved to be whatever to get a job to get a partner and so you've been living in that way out of alignment maybe not even realizing Mm -hmm. because you were getting something out of it and I think there could be fear in taking that mask off. So how do you start to teach people to remember to go back to live in alignment? Like, where do you really begin? I totally agree with what you're saying. And I think that we are almost taught, and I'm not speaking for everyone, maybe it's a generalization, but I think that we're taught to not listen to our intuition. Mm-hmm. When you are a child and you're like, oh, I'm hungry or like, I need a sweet. I need some sweeties, as we'd say in Scotland. I need some sweeties. Your mom would be like, you don't need that. You've had dinner. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, well, my body's lying to me, right? So immediately we stop listening to ourselves. So I think it's really normal that we forget this stuff. But I think what it comes back to and the place to start is, and I think this also is one of the reasons why one will stop listening to what they really want. 
and will settle because you're like, okay, well, my heart says I want to move to Mexico. My heart says I want to have this business, but I've got a stable job. So I'm going to not listen to my instinct. I'm not going to listen to my body. Your body knows. Your somatic experience is everything. Your body freaking knows. So you start to listen to, you know, all that other stuff and you forget. So the first thing that I teach is you're in a safe place to start to listen to yourself. Mm. You don't have to take action. I'm not saying, hey, listen to what your heart wants, break up with your husband, <laughs> move country, like get out your job. You don't have to do anything with the information. You just have to look at it. And that's where it starts. It starts with just looking. Mm. You're in a safe space. Let's start to look. So you, you, know, you start to look at what's there. And honestly, you find that just by looking, you realize how much knowledge and power you have of yourself. How much you actually know. Oh, hold on. I, I actually want to move to Mexico. I knew that already. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. You know, so it's like, and it's so hard to do this on your own because it's scary. It's like, what if I look at what is really in my heart that I want and it is so different to what I'm living? Which is a completely normal, rational fear. And I will tell you, two months ago, after um, I went through, after um, me and the person I was with, um, terminated our agreement, <laughs> our relationship, because um, relationships are agreements, right? So I was like, I am going to look at every area of my life, no matter how scary it is, and see what is what I want and what is not. And some of those areas were hot coals. Mm. It's like, you know, oh, I'm not going to look at that because, well, you don't even think about it. Like, oh, uh, no, I'm not gonna look at that. But I just, I kind of made myself. And I was scared because I thought, what if I look at my friendships with my best friends? Not Danny J, of course, that was for sure. But no, I did look at every relationship and I thought, what if I look at relationships with my best friends who I feel comfortable with, who I feel hold me, who I feel like all these things and I realize, that's actually not serving me, mm. then I have to let go of them and that's scary. But what I realized was that those people who were my best friends actually were. Mm -hmm. And I appreciated them more. And I looked at the things like, oh wow, like they really encouraged me to do this and that. And so I started to appreciate those people more. So it's not always like, okay, when I start looking at these things, yeah. I'm going to completely like realize that I'm in a relationship that sucks and my friends I hate and my job. No, you're either going to realize that maybe there's parts of that that don't, that aren't good for you or aren't what you want, but there'll be loads of parts that actually are better than you even thought they were. So good. You know, you, as you were saying, you said, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. Okay, I'm going to show you this and you guys can't see this, but I did uh, during this last week of retreats, we did a couple of breathwork ceremonies and every time I'd get these, I just call them downloads, mm -hmm. just like these knowings or something that came to me. And literally I wrote this down, you know, you know, oh you know, you've always, always known. known. And I just, mm. I got this, this feeling during breathwork is like, you know, every. <laughs> I can't even explain what it means, but it's just, you said it. And I was like, yes, you know, you know, you know yourself. You've always known. I, I had this vision of myself as a little girl of all of this, like all of these things I just always knew that maybe I pushed away, didn't believe, covered up. But I was like, no, Danny, you've always, you've always had this knowing inside you. You have, all of us have it within us. We have this knowing of who we are, who I was going to say, who we are, who we be. Mm -hmm. that's good English. Um, but we just, we do have this deep knowing and we are our highest authority. Mm -hmm. So often we look outside ourselves. We ask our friends for advice and we ask for people's permission, but ultimately nobody can really give you the best advice, but you like your inner being knows what you need to do, 
who you need to be around, you really do know the truth. And I love coaching. Like a good coach will remind you that you do have it within yourself. A good therapist or a good person who is holding space for you will just remind you that you have the answers and they'll ask the right questions to you to get to those answers, to uncover for yourself. So anyway, I just thought that was, I was like, oh my God, I just had this, you know, you know, you know, like that was chanting in my brain just a couple of weeks ago or a couple of days ago, I guess it was. Yeah. You literally wrote that down. Yeah. So wild. We're on the same page. Um, okay. So we have this inner knowing and we have this embodiment and we have all this stuff. And like you said, maybe you don't need to just like throw all your friends away, but what, how does this serve us? Like, once you start to, let's just say you have a product or service, maybe our product or service is a little bit out of alignment. So now we're looking at it and we're going, oh my God, I see this thing. Like I'm not feeling like this is really me. Now I just feel shitty. Like what is the next step? Because what if you, you're like, is this just making me feel bad about myself? Maybe I don't want to look. Maybe I don't want to know. Because yeah. like how you said, you were a little bit afraid maybe. Mm-hmm. So how is this going to serve us if we look and we see something that's maybe off? Because it's for now and for later. Mm. And I think that it's so easy to do things for the now. And society, the way we are, is instant. We want the money instantly. And I am not, like, this is something I have done and, and probably still do. But something that I have embodied and remind myself when I'm making decisions about pretty much anything, even drinking wine, I'm like, does this serve me now? Yes. Does this serve me later? As long as I don't have too much. (laughs) (laughs) So it's saying, is this for now? Is this for later? Mm. Is this for now? Is this for later? And sometimes the things that work for now don't work for later. And sometimes the things that don't work for now work for later. So it's just being unafraid, or not necessarily unafraid, but but just being okay with noticing. You guys, this is just about noticing. This is not changing. This is not, oh, I have to do something about it. Like, just be willing to notice. Be willing to notice. And sometimes that's enough. That's enough to suddenly receive like some inspiration that's like, oh, I don't have to change my whole life. I just have to speak to my partner about when he does this, I don't like it. Or this course I'm doing, oh, I'm not actually fully embodied in this. Like, you know, I'm, I'm selling wellness products, but actually I'm ignoring the fact that I drink too much wine during the week. Like, it's just noticing and making you know sometimes you make subtle shifts sometimes you don't have to make any shifts it's just we're in this culture of thinking like oh I have to do something it's like no just start to notice that's where the power is Mm. it's in the present it's in it's in the noticing it's in the being willing it's just being willing and that's why I say like what I'm what I feel like is what I'm doing and teaching and speaking is really different to most things that I see online. Anyway, I'm only talking about online because it's about, it's been so much about hustle. And my whole brand was built on being a boss babe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have Ashley in my phone saved as Ashley Boss Babe CEO. Yeah, (laughs) I am. I, I still am. But I just, I feel like the world has shifted. Mm hmm. And I feel like I have shifted. And I see, this is a little bit off topic, but I see so many people struggling right now in online sales and network marketing, in coaching, because they're suddenly like, oh shit, what I was doing before isn't working now. What's going on? Because the world has changed. We have changed. Everyone has changed. Like you, the pandemic changed people changed our energy, it changed all the things about us. And not everyone will agree with me, but my knowing is that, you know, I had 19,000 followers on Instagram, 
Facebook group with 1,500 people. Mm-hmm. I would do a challenge and 800 people would join. Now, it's less. I started a new Instagram account two months ago. I have 700, 800 followers. Probably when I listen to this back in three months' time, I'll be like, yay, that's like 10 times the amount. But it doesn't matter because it's not about... Okay, it's not about followers, but it's it's about feeling good about what you're doing. Mm. And I would rather start over than continue what I was doing and know that in there's a piece of my heart that knows this is not this is not what it is anymore. Yeah. This is not right anymore. Did you feel like you could have just changed the name of your page and like left the followers and just change your message? Or why did you decide to just start from scratch? Because um, that's a big move. Yeah. I don't know. I think I just felt like I didn't feel wanted or good showing up in those places anymore mm. in the Facebook group with 500 people. I didn't want to. Not because I, I love the people in there, but I felt like, you know, your body knows whether you're, what you're saying is people are valuing. And if I don't feel valued, I don't, I don't want to, I don't feel good showing up. Whereas when I started this new Facebook group, it's like everyone on there is like liking and commenting and oh my God, this is so good being part of the challenges. And there's like hundred and hundred people in there, but it's, it's, like this and I would say to them like you are the founders of something yeah so special like this is history in the making because I know that what we are doing together is going to create tidal waves in all of our lives and you know in marketing and online space and all the things we're doing it's like I just know I just know it and it has to start and it's like your ego as well. You're just like, oh, but there's 1,500 people in this one. Totally. Well, I'm just sitting here thinking, I don't know if I could do that. I'm, you know, there's so many times where I thought about starting over and starting from scratch, and then I'm going, but I feel like I worked so hard to get to this place, and if I go to the beginning, then like I'm a loser or something, and it's mm-hmm. all ego. But I also, at the same time, will preach to someone who's starting off going, it doesn't matter, 2,000 followers, like if you have 100 people who are all about you, take it. And so like, as you're speaking, I'm thinking about my own thoughts going, okay, Danny, are you embodying that? Are you like, do you believe what you Mm. say? And could you really start from scratch? You say you could. And you say like, if I started from now, like you're fine. And I remember at the beginning, I, I would have rather had a hundred just super fans than 10,000. But then I'm going, but now that I have the 10,000 or 20,000, could I go back? And so it's just like back to you, what you're saying, noticing is just noticing my own thoughts around it going, could I do that? And do I believe it? And if I believe it, then could I actually do it and step into it? So I'm really impressed because that is, it is hard. It's, it is an ego thing and it is hard. And I know it's just followers. It's not a big deal in this grand scheme of things. And you're making more money doing what you're doing now with the smaller following. So the proof is there, but it's still this piece of like this social currency of proving who you are and what you do. So just interesting. It's, it's just interesting. And I want to hear interesting. And it's, you know, it's a lesson for me and the things I'm learning. And, you know, I know that some of the people coming into my courses now are, at the same place like you know they've maybe got less than a thousand followers maybe they've got more like so I don't feel I needed to learn that again as well I think and yeah I just embody what I'm saying is like you know it's not about followers and yeah it's 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 about having the people who are like lapping up what you're saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whether there's you know thousand of them or there's 10,000 of course you've got 10,000 followers like and they all lap up what you're saying or a high percentage do you're going to make a lot more money like fact yeah that's a fact unless you don't know how to market then you're not then you need to come to us and we'll teach you right but yeah it's interesting I mean it's all just unfolding this has been like two months Mm -hmm. and so much has I just feel like a completely different person and when I just feel, I feel like 
when we go through something painful, because my breakup was painful, I said to myself, this will be the making of me. This is the time when I get to do all those things that I didn't do before. And you can either, you know, and I just decided like that I would make it count. I think that you do have to make it count. Yeah, and make it count. I think that we get thrown hard lessons in life and shitty things happen. Mm -hmm. And it's an opportunity to go, okay, what is this here to teach me? These are some lessons. And what I really admire about you is that, I, I mean, I've seen a huge transformation in the two months. It's like you're a different person and just who you show up as. Like you're not a different person. You're still Ashley and yeah. you're still who you've been. Mm -hmm. But also I feel like more power coming from you. And I've just seen this big transformation and sh inner shift. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of courage to look at those darker places yeah. and face them. And like you said, to pay attention and to observe and note and then maybe see if like do a little digging around, maybe do some therapy on that or some energy work on that or some who knows what on that, but doing work around, uh, doing work around it creates such a, a different energy. It's almost like it creates a magnet. Mm -hmm. That's the way I feel. And mm -hmm. as you were speaking at the very beginning, when you were just saying like to be, so people want to just, it's, it's like you're it's creating magnetism. this magnetism. Yeah, yeah. You're creating this magnetism of people don't even know why. I don't know why I want to be buy her stuff. I don't know why I want to sign up for her course. I don't even know why I'm throwing her all of my money, but I just, there's something that you she's magnetize. doing. You magnetize. That's what happens. It's like your, it's energy. Like your body knows your your, your, your audience is, here's the thing, you can, there are many sales tactics, right? And I know a lot of them, you know a lot of them. You can make people feel in fear, so they buy your product. You can make people feel like they're missing out, so they buy your product. You can do all these tricks and all these tactics that you will see people doing today, and they make me buy. I'm like, oh my God, I need that. Like, I'm going to miss out. Oh, there's only four hours left to buy this, you know? And I'm not saying I don't, don't use, you know, there, there are elements to strategy that are helpful to use. But what I don't believe in is selling from fear. Yeah. Anymore, I, I don't like it. I don't want to make people feel more fearful than they already feel. We're, you know, living in a time where people are so scared to say their opinion, to not say their opinion, to vote for this person, to not vote for this person, to say they're voting for this person, like all this shit. And I'm like, the last thing that I want to be on this planet is someone who creates more freaking fear mm -hmm. just so that I can buy a nice handbag and live a lovely life. Mm -hmm. Like, no, mm -hmm. I trust my audience to know what is right for them. You can resonate with what I'm saying and come to me and be like, hey, what's what you you know, what's your offer? Like I wanna I wanna buy whatever, because you want to live that way. You want to calibrate to that, you want to sell that way, you want to heal people rather than make them feel in more fear, you want to um, feel good about what you're selling, you want to sell something, you wanna start selling something, all the things. But I just decided like I am not prepared to live that way and sell that way and I can I yeah. can mm -hmm. you know I have a network marketing business as well and there's a lot of that in network marketing mm -hmm. that I see I love that industry don't get me wrong but there's a lot of that going on and I just think no like I just because everyone's doing it one way doesn't mean that you have to yeah doesn't mean that you have to you get to be the the change in the industry you get to whatever industry you're in you get to to be the um the example of doing something in a different way and i just couldn't i just couldn't bring myself to 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 be to be fake anymore not that it was fake at the time because i wasn't aware but i just was like I, i'm now aware i can't do it that way anymore yeah i just can't i like that you said that too of I think sometimes it is just a lack of awareness. Like mm -hmm. you don't, you might not even, you don't think you're being fake. Mm -mm. You don't think you're 
have a mask on. You don't think you're following a script or you don't think that you are trying to be a little different for other people. But as it starts to strip away, you do start to notice maybe ways that you covered things up or made like things look a little bit different or try to exaggerate a little or just kind of fell into uh, maybe mimicking someone else because it was working for them. Yes. Like I know for myself, it's especially in social media at the beginning, I'd look at other people, what they were doing. And I was, I was just kind of following almost like taking, like putting on their personality. And I was like, this isn't me, but it's working for them and it's working. And it just never felt totally right. But I couldn't, I didn't think that I was pretending or I didn't think that I was mimicking. And as I started to kind of become more of myself and, and try to have my own uh, thoughts and share things, I was like, you know, this isn't really me. This is someone else that I put on. And it does like just the awareness comes down to a lot of it. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely. And I think that we have to start somewhere. You know, I started by mimicking people. You know, in my network marketing company, there was this one person who I was like, oh my God, they're such a badass, I wanna be them. And so I would visualize, okay, I am this person when I turned up to meetings and acting as if mm -hmm. really helped me. That person was a huge inspiration. And I think that she is completely in alignment with what she's doing and saying. So, you know, it's, um, it has its place and it's better than, you know, is it better than doing nothing? Like taking action in some way or another, whether it's, mimicking someone but mm -hmm. one thing that I don't believe is one way works for all mm -hmm. I don't believe in teaching strategy before alignment because if that worked then we'd all you know everyone would be doing three TikToks a day and yeah all the posts and you know all the stuff and we'd all be successful earning you know six figures a month whatever that doesn't work because if it doesn't sit with you and it's not in alignment with what you feel and who you are then no amount of strategy can compensate for that for the most part mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but yeah so i think you know you you know i teach alignment and when you get into that place and then you add the strategy on top and get into a place of discernment mm -hmm. where you can go okay i'm watching you know this person teach on Instagram growth and then I'm going to watch this person teach on like selling but I don't feel like they have the holy grail I'm not like oh my god Stephen said this I'm going to copy exactly what he says which I see a lot of people doing and I'm like watch the stuff listen to the stuff have discernment and say what fits for me what fits for me? How can I make this my own? And, and that's, that's really what I want to do is give women the ability to trust themselves. Because you know, you know, you know what is right for you, what works for you. And like we were saying today, it's like, so we were having a conversation today about different offerings and different courses. And, you know, there's so many different ways you can have a coaching business, a mentorship business online, right? You could do masterminds, you can do, you know, evergreen things, and you can do live and all the things. And we were like, what we agreed on, <laughs> which was funny, was that you can have the best offer for a, for something, for a course in the world. But if it's, say, six months long, and you don't want to commit to a six months coaching, because you're like, I don't know where I'm going to be, or I'm busy, or whatever, you're not going to sell it. Or it's going to be very hard. Yeah, yeah. So it's when you feel good about what you're doing, and you feel like in alignment with it, and there's no rules. You don't have to do discovery calls. They work for some people. If you feel like that works for you, it will work for you. It doesn't work for me. I don't want to do discovery calls. I want to say, DM me for the link. Someone DMs me and they pay. They don't ask any questions. They sign up. And most of the time, they may not even turn up to the course because of the exchange of money that they want. Because that's who I am. Yeah. I just want to pay someone. Yep. And by paying someone, I feel like I've elevated. <laughs> yes. Right? It's so true. So it's so true. I, well, I love that you said that. It's just giving people permission to do something different. And yeah. there are so many people. And Jill and I talked about this on a recent episode. We, we just went to Traffic and Conversion Summit. And it's mm -hmm. a big marketers conference. So, of course, there, 
they're teaching all the strategies that work. And so there's like, you have to be on TikTok. Everyone needs to be doing this. You have to be on um, doing reels. And it's like, maybe, you know, is your audience on TikTok like you and I? Uh, if you want people asking you for your feet pictures. <laughs> right. Yes. Ashley, Ashley and I were on TikTok 2019, end of 2019. And we it was were just, ahead of our time. it was not like the audience was not our audience. No. It was like 10 year olds and old men and just, it was weird. And it, it's like, yeah, you can, grow. can you grow fast? Absolutely. I mean, I had a couple of videos with a million views, but they weren't buying audience. They weren't the right people. And just because someone says you need to be somewhere, you can't be in all the places. So there's going to be someone who says you need a YouTube channel. You need to do video. Someone else is going to say you need to do podcasts. Someone else is going to say you need to do courses. Mm -hmm. And suddenly you're feeling so overwhelmed by all the stuff you need to be doing. And there are literally a million ways to make a million dollars. And you can make a million dollars selling $37 eBooks. You can make a million dollars selling high ticket coaching at $20,000. You have to sell less but you can still do it either way. And yes. you have to figure out what does feel right to you and what does your audience want and what do you feel aligned with? And I have a good friend and I just say that example because she has made a million dollars selling $37 eBooks. Wow. But I've also seen people say, the only way to make a million is do high ticket. You have to do two to $5,000 coaching packages. Well, for some people in their, where they are with their money mindset and what they feel in their deservingness, they are not going to be able to sell a $2,000 pr program because they don't feel that that's, they don't think other people would pay it. Yeah. They have their own money stuff to work through. Maybe it's not the audience they're selling to. So, and I'm working with someone right now. We're just raising his prices. We have a $20,000 mastermind. We've bumped it up from 10,000 to 20 and 20 is a lot of money, but not for everyone. For some mm -hmm. people, it's just like, 20, cool. That's no biggie. For other people, that's like, whoa, I got to take out a loan. I have to figure this out. So we also need to recognize that maybe our situation isn't everyone's situation, but we also need to go from where we are. Mm -hmm. So if you, maybe you will eventually sell a $20,000 coaching package, but if you're starting, mm -hmm. that might sound intimidating to you. Maybe not. You might go, I just want to sell eBooks. Okay, cool. Like start there, see what happens. Maybe you're just doing one-on-ones for you know, an hourly rate, you don't, you got to yeah. start somewhere, but you do have to like see what's inside you and what resonates. And if you're not feeling it when you're selling it, it's not going to be, it's not going to come off the same way either. Yeah. And I think that we all do have to, we all start somewhere. We all start somewhere. And sometimes we have to go down a path that doesn't work for us to realize what does work for us. And I'm just a big advocate of following what feels good in terms of your offerings. You know, there is no um, set path. No one thought you could run a six minute mile until Roger Bannister mm -hmm. came along. Four minute mile. Four minute mile. Yeah, under, yeah. Four Chad, minute mile, I can't sorry. even do a six minute mile, so let's be real. I think British. But anyway, yeah, I can't even do like a 12 minute mile. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we'll be selling a package on, on a, a quick, quick mile anytime soon. That wouldn't be embodied. Um, but, you know, and even when I came into network marketing eight years ago, the way I was told to do it did not fit for me. I was like, that, mm. I don't believe that. I don't think that feels good to me. And I'm not, I don't, I don't want to do it that way. So I found another way. I found another way. And what ended up happening is that way worked so well for me and the team I was building that other people started saying, wait, how do you do that? How does that work? How, how, how can you do it that way? Well, I was told to do this. And I feel like whether the way that I was doing it worked for people, it gave permission to people to do things a different way. And I just want to give that permission to you, because whoever's listening, because there's things that you know that don't work and there's things that you know that do, that you do want to do. And as long as you're doing stuff, this is not an excuse to mm. not do anything mm. because, you know, we're not going to, get a booty if we don't do the squats right you know right we all know that um unless you're blessed with genetics so we have to do the things but then the other thing is if you're telling yourself okay i have to do three tiktoks today 
If someone said to me, the way you're going to build your business actually you have to do three TikToks, I would procrastinate for a month mm. because I don't want to make three TikToks. So it's the more that we figure out a way that's going to work for us, the more we want to do. It's maybe not that you're lazy or you procrastinate or you're afraid or all the things. It's just because the way that you think you have to do it is not the way you want to do it. Yeah. So try things on for size. Yeah. See what feels good. See what works for you. And if you're a believer like I am in energetics and the way that that, that all works, then you know, you're going, you're going to go downstream rather than be swimming upstream. Mm, I love it. There's been so many times in my life where I have procrastinated. I thought that it was self-sabotage. I thought it was self-sabotage that I didn't want success, but the truth was I just didn't want a success. I didn't want to have to get it that way. So I procrastinated. I didn't do the thing like your example of if you think it's got to be this way, then you just don't do it. You push off, you push back. You're like, uh, and I kept going, why am I self-sabotaging? I could do the thing. And it's like, yes, you could do the thing, but if you don't feel good doing it and you know, you have to keep doing that, you're not going to want to. So then you don't. So it wasn't necessarily self-sabotage. It was just really, I needed to find a different fucking way to do it. And so maybe if you're sitting here listening, going, that's me. I'm constantly self-sabotaging. I know I need, I know I need to do this. I know I need to do a podcast. I know I need to do YouTube, but I won't. Maybe it's the fact that you don't need to do those things. Maybe you need to find a different fucking way. And you're not actually self-sabotaging. You're not self-sabotaging. You're just not leaning into what you could do instead of you're thinking of all the things you should do. And we, I think we even did an episode recently about all the things you could be doing, but doesn't mean you should be doing them. Mm. So you could do a million things. You know, you could be having date nights every week with your partner and you could be spending more time with your kids and you could Mm. be doing your miracle mornings and you could be reading 10 books a day. Yeah. (laughs) And you could be, you know, you could be eating better and you could be drinking a glass of water. Like we could go on and on, but what should you be doing and what feels good to you and what's moving the needle actually? Mm. Cause there are so many things you could do, but what actually moves the needle in your life and what you want and what you're trying to create. And (laughs) I, this kind of came up too, because recently I've, I've been working with a partner for the last year and a half on a project and they, they just brought in like a CEO kind of person. And she, she keeps like posting in the group. She's not really helpful. And she posted in the group, I've, I've been sending out these emails and we have this really big launch coming and these are like $20,000 sales. And she said, there needs to be capital, like the subject line in the email isn't capitalized. Like I didn't start the sentence with a capital letter. And I'm like, cool, that's not really going to move the needle as far as sales. Like, I don't think we're not going to get sales because I forgot to capitalize a letter in a sentence (laughs) and we can nitpick. And she's like, we're all about excellence. I'm like, sure, but shit happens for me. I'm like, yes, I'm about excellence, but I'm also about like done is better than perfect. Mm -hmm. And so if we're going to sit there and worry about capitalization, like, is that moving the needle towards someone making an investment in their future of $20,000 and joining this program in their life? Or is that just finding little stupid things to pick at? And so when we think about all the things we could be doing, what is actually moving the needle in your life and what's making you move forward? Whether it's feeling good, it's making more money, it's changing your relationship, it's fixing things with your children or yourself. Because there's a, a long ass list you could do. But what, you know, what's really helping? <laughs> what's really making a difference? Yeah, and I think sometimes that we go so far down one path that we think oh I can't change Mm. the path I'm on and it's like giving yourself permission to you know like I I mentioned earlier is just like look at everything reassess everything take a moment and don't you don't have to wait until like your life is in crisis you know like like I did two months ago not that it was in crisis but you know it was an inflection inflection point Mm -hmm. and I could have done that a month earlier. I could have done it two months earlier. So that is a practice that I have implemented now is to look at those areas of my life, my relationships, my friendships, my business, the way I'm doing things, you know, monthly. Don't wait for, Mm. you know, a year, eight months, whatever, to kind of go, oh, is this, am I going down the right path? It's just keep looking and 
you if you if you have to like pivot and change or go down a different path or whatever like cool you know fine it's not it's not as big a deal as you know it might feel like a big deal but it's not as big a deal as we think it is if you've got 19,000 followers and you go oh actually this isn't the way I want to be like let me start again what's for me now what's for me later mm-hmm. is it for both and yes if I continued posting on that one with 19,000 that would have been for now 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 yeah but for now and later was actually you get to start again mm. and have that new energy and the new people and all the things and yeah so it's it's just also unique and interesting and we're all just get to do it differently I love the permission to start again. You know, I've been talking a lot and did my TED talk about starting over mm-hmm. and we all get to that place and there's a place you can either be forced to start over or you can choose to start yes. over. And I think there's uh, quite a bit of power to come from choosing to start yes, over yes, yes, and yes. just going and looking at it instead of looking at it as a punishment, as a beautiful opportunity mm. and a beautiful chance to transform and be something different or do something different. And it's not easy, but I do find that you probably will find more ease when you start over doing something that is in alignment where you might've been like, I'm sticking with this and sticking with this because this is what I know. And then you're so afraid to start over because it's new and it's starting from scratch or starting from the starting line. But once you do that start over, suddenly it does feel oh, easier and so you actually good. go farther than you were before. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're, you have like ankle weights on you and you're running a race and you're like, I'm already at mile 20 where, okay, we're going to take the ankle weights off and put you back at mile one. But guess what? Like within, I don't know, however many minutes or hours, you've suddenly passed where you would yeah. have been because you're, you're going faster now. Yes. You're not actually starting again. You feel like you are, but you're actually yeah. not. Like, because you know all the stuff and you know all the things. And it's like, that's why, you know, I went from, I look at the courses I did in 2018 when I started my branding. I was charging 99 pounds, which is like $125 for six weeks oh my god you know it's like uh what the heck you know I've gone from charging 29.99 a month for a mastermind kind of I said like a Facebook mastermind to charging a thousand a thousand in two months (laughs) yeah and not just because I was like okay I'm going to charge more but because I felt like that's the right thing to do because the whole thing it's just yeah, you're not you're not starting over. It's not starting over. It's it's starting afresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it is. It is starting fresh. I had a recent thought too. Um, we have some friends. A uh, friend was diagnosed with cancer. He's older. He's in his probably early sixties. Was diagnosed with cancer before, kind of went away, and then it came back. And so he was going on this massive like cleanse, going on a retreat, and doing this uh, juice for like juicing for 60 days or something. And I was thinking, you know what? I want to just in my own mind, cause I, my health was starting. I was just kind of eating shitty after the pandemic and a lot of moving around. And I'm going, I don't want to get to a place where I feel like because of a crisis, I suddenly have to eat better. Yes. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, I want to eat better now. I don't want to get to that place where I'm like right. suddenly. So I'm going, I could do some juicing now. I could mm-hmm. eat a little bit better now. I could do some of these things now. I don't have to re I don't have to overhaul my life the way he did, but I could do baby steps now so that yes. I don't have to overhaul because something like that happens or you get a diagnosis. So I think there's really a lot of power in to anyone who has a major crisis and a major life overhaul, like a breakup or a diagnosis or an injury or a job loss or something. Cool. Let's look at this as an, a beautiful opportunity, even though it's hard. But if you're not there, like you don't have to get to that point. No. You can choose today and go, I'm going to start making some different decisions and noticing now so I don't like hit a brick wall and like have to go through all that yes. pain. <laughs> and move to Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could have just moved. You could have just had a little trip there earlier. Yeah. Couldn't you, you really? You could have just you taken have a vacation. <laughs> yeah, you could have just taken a vacation. Did you have to like literally pack up everything into storage and move there? Oh my God. No, I'm happy with my decisions. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think that, you know, that's when it comes to like, yeah, health and stuff is, it's so true. You don't have to wait for the crisis. 
yeah you can, you can do it now and well i love it um okay so where do people find you now since you're not boss babe <gasps> ceo <laughs> i am still boss babe ceo i'm also just different vibe um different vibe yeah different vibe so i am at today with ashley ray today with ashley ray love it and it's a-s-h-l-y yes r-a-e and then the facebook group i have is called the becoming the becoming it's so sexy and so mysterious i love it Mm. Love it so much. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. Ashley, thank Thank you you. so much for just being here again. I think it's been two years since you were on last. Yeah. So a lot has shifted. We talked a lot about manifesting. And I think even if, you know, I know Ashley's um, vibe has shifted, but honestly, go back to that podcast episode. She dropped so much wisdom and knowledge then. That's still very relevant today. But I just love what you shared. And Follow her new page. Let's blow her up to a thousand followers. Let's get a thousand. I think I'm at 776. And just just give her a shout out. Tag her. Let let her know you loved this episode. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your your spirit. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.